Hi, hello, and welcome or welcome back to the Kelevate podcast. My name is Kelly, and I am currently sitting in a park leaning up against a tree while recording this episode, which is pretty much exactly how I started this podcast. If you listened to my first episode, I also described that I was laying in the middle of a park while recording it, so I guess that's just the vibe of this podcast. However, this time, I am not lying in the middle of a park in Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada. I am in a park in Porto, Portugal. For those of you that aren't following me on social media, um, which, how did you find this podcast if you're not? But um, that's neither here nor there. I am currently solo traveling Europe indefinitely. Don't have a return date. Kind of just living here <laughs> for the time being. And um, that's that's a story in and of itself that I think I have led to little bite-sized pieces of throughout most of the episodes that I have recorded so far. I have been in Europe for almost a month now. I first left Canada on June 11th and um, have been to a few countries so far and more to come. However, since I have left Canada. I only tried to record one podcast episode and just felt really unclear and got frustrated with myself partway through recording it and didn't really know where I was going with the podcast topic. Um, I think I started recording it because I thought that I should keep the habit of recording, but my intention in starting this podcast was to allow this to continue to be really light and easy and enjoyable. So ever since that day, I have just given myself full permission to not record an episode until I wanted to record an episode. And all of that to say, sitting in this park, um, with all of the background noise that you may or may not hear. There's birds chirping, people playing soccer, people whistling, cars going by. There's a whole lot going on. So that's also the vibe of this podcast, I suppose. But while sitting in this park, after having a little solo picnic, um, I just kind of felt inspired to maybe record something. And something that was on my mind a bit earlier today, as I was walking to a yoga class at a really cute little yoga studio that I found online for my week-long stay here in Portugal, or in Porto, Portugal, I, um, I was thinking a lot about my history with exercise and how exercise and different forms of movement have always been with the primary intention of 
manipulating the size and the shape of my body. And even through several years of trying to recover from disordered eating, which I have spoken about a lot on this podcast already, and just how my eating disorder recovery has come in many different waves where I would commit myself to recovering and then let go of some kind of food rule that I was using to govern my eating choices based off of and then would just kind of latch on to another food rule to govern my eating choices based off of that felt less restrictive than the last one. So it was really easy to justify it to myself that I wasn't eating disordered anymore, but then it turned out that it was, and that just repeated itself for like seven years. Um, So throughout that entire process, um, my exercise has kind of also had a similar wave where at the peak of my disordered relationship with food and my body and just where I was just extremely controlled by the need to change my body and to control my body. I was working out, I'm not exaggerating when I say three or more hours a day, six days a week. And the type of exercise that I was doing was based off of all of the obsessive research that I had done. Um, I called it a passion at the time. And maybe there was part of that. Like I was really into the fitness and the bodybuilding space and just really wanted to learn all of the most scientific things to do to work out in the best ways. And so I was lifting weights and doing like a bodybuilder, power lifter, hybrid type of training program, but like extremely overdoing it. And I knew that I was overdoing it, being at the gym for more than three hours and just doing an atrocious amount of training volume. However, um, I justified it to myself because I really just want, it's not even that I, I cared about the results that I was getting because it was really obvious that I wasn't actually getting that much results. And there was a very good Uh, I had a pretty decent understanding that the reason why I probably wasn't seeing as good of results as I wanted to was because I was just blatantly doing too much and not recovering. And I didn't care because I just wanted to be the quote unquote hardest working person in the room, in the gym everywhere. And that was rooted in a lot of repression of my body shame and just wanting to basically make up for the fact that I didn't think that my body was good enough. And so if my body wasn't going to be good enough, at least I could know in myself and justify my body not being good enough if I was working harder than anybody else.
in the gym, doing more than anyone else, having the most self-discipline, revolving my entire life around it. And this is really cute because now there's a man sitting across from me on a bench in the park playing the guitar. And I'm not sure if you can hear it, but it's kind of adding a nice sentiment to <laughs> this podcast episode. So um, lost my train of thought. That was at the peak of my disordered relationship with exercise, I would say. And then in 2017, I became a personal trainer. And that actually had a very profound impact on how I chose to start training myself because I could see very clearly the disconnect between what I was teaching and coaching my clients to do in the gym based on what I knew was going to help them feel their best and have the best possible results based on all of the trainings and the research that I did about exercise, becoming a certified personal trainer, doing a two-year diploma program in college to become a personal trainer. I knew all of the best stuff, and I made sure that I implemented all of the perfect things with my clients. And then would turn around and just absolutely berate my body in that gym for hours. And I think it was also easy for me to let go of some of that because I was now on my feet training clients several hours every single day. So it was a nice little permission slip for me to maybe back off some of the training that I was doing. I'm also <laughs> finding myself watching someone through a window right now, just on some kind of really wacky workout equipment, it looks like, in their, maybe their home gym. <laughs> I don't know, but it's kind of funny. Um, there's a lot of distractions going on here, but that's okay, because it's a vibe. This is just the vibe of the podcast, so it's just story time. Story time with Kelly. It's like you guys are here with me. Um, so where was I going with all of that? So I started to slowly let go of the reins that I had on my exercise routine, moving closer to an exercise routine that was manageable for me more so in the long term and actually made sense. And that was a really positive shift for me in a lot of ways. One, it was way more manageable to fit into my schedule than working out three hours a day. It quickly regulated my nervous system to feeling calm around doing less exercise because my anxiety around doing less exercise after doing so much for so long was what kept me doing so much for so long. But once I finally just dove headfirst into capping my workouts, which is actually how I started, I actually started setting a timer on my phone for 90 minutes and no matter where I was in the workout, I would have to leave at that 90 minute mark. And that was how I first began starting to tiptoe away from that very obsessive, controlling, 
unhealthy exercise routine. And then, after a few years of being a personal trainer and giving up on bodybuilding entirely, I decided that was not something I ever saw myself doing again and kind of just wanted to entertain the idea that exercise could actually just be to make me feel good and be something that I could enjoy more so than it was something that I needed to do. I started playing around with the different types of workouts I was doing, not doing just strict bodybuilding style workouts that I had been doing for so long, but doing more full body workouts, adding in some conditioning, and just kind of experimenting with my workouts in the gym, which helped me as a personal trainer too, getting to experiment with myself before making my clients do it. So that was also a really positive shift in the right direction for me. And then there was COVID. Remember that? (laughs) Oh dear. The gym shut down and I started working out from home with pretty much nothing but a set of mini bands and a few dumbbells. And I really just, again, had that inherent permission slip to just make my workouts be whatever they were going to be with limited equipment, with limited um, weights. And it kind of forced me into, again, a different style of working out that inherently did feel lighter. It felt easier. It felt less taxing on my body. And again, it was like my nervous system and my mind quickly became more adjusted to that softer approach to exercise where after doing it for a few weeks and then a few months, (laughs) it kind of just became my normal. I realized that my body didn't blow up. I realized that I was okay, that I was actually feeling really good physically, that I still felt like I was doing quote unquote enough. And then when the gyms opened back up, I loved working out from home so much because of just the permission that it gave me to just get creative and not have to hold myself to certain expectations of lifting a certain amount of weight or doing a certain amount of exercises in a workout in order for it to count or in order for it to be good enough. I just really leaned into this really soft approach with exercise where it was just something a little routine that I did 45 to 60 minutes a day just lifting some weights in my room doing whatever felt good and then just moving on with my day and that was such a profound shift from the beginning where I talked about that peak moment in my life where exercise was 
the primary focus of every single day of my life. But even then, even still, during that time and for, I guess, the two years following that, up until very recently, exercise still kind of had this attachment to manipulating the size and the shape of my body. Not to the same extent that it did prior, obviously, but it still had some governing over how I felt about myself, how I treated myself, how I perceived my body, how I perceived the food choices that I was making. And it still gave me anxiety to think about having to skip a workout or if a workout had to be cut short or I missed a couple of sets or whatever it was. And it was so normal to me to feel that way about exercise that I didn't really question it. I mean, it was so much better than it used to be that I just kind of didn't pay too much mind to it. But what happened was, as some of you may know, in March of this year, I went on my first solo trip to Colombia. And while I was in Colombia for six weeks, I did not work out. I worked out actually the last week I was there. I randomly came across the gym and could just feel my body and my mind actually like really wanting to go. So I did, but for the first five weeks that I was there, I did not work out once. And not only did I not work out, I didn't even walk that much compared to how much I was walking before I left for my trip and I was living in Canada. Um, I wanted to walk, but I was being a little bit extra careful given that I was a solo female traveling Colombia. I did not want to go out walking alone in a foreign place. So I was actually quite sedentary the whole five weeks that I was there. And I was eating with complete food freedom. So having absolutely no rules governing my food choices while I was there. And I feel like that was such a drastic reset to, I keep kind of mentioning nervous system, and I don't know if that's like making sense what I mean by that, but it just felt like my nervous system, my mind, my emotions settled into this being safe, not working out, being safe, eating whatever I want, being safe. Because for so long, I had so much fear and anxiety attached to 
my food choices to how much movement I was doing on a daily and weekly basis and used that as motivation to fuel myself making choices that I thought I needed to in order to control my body. And as I've spoken about a lot, it's been about almost a year now since I've fully committed to healing my relationship with my body and food and completely abandoning all food rules. Not only abandoning them, but actively rejecting them. And naturally, that has led to me having this complete reset with my relationship with exercise too. And so after those five weeks of not working out, which was by far the longest I had ever gone without working out since I started my fitness journey when I was 16, um, which was in 2013, I believe. I don't think I had ever gone more than a week. I definitely have never gone more than a week without working out before that. And coming out of those five weeks, and then moving into that one week where I did go to the gym a couple of times, it was just, it was just so natural for me to have this different relationship with exercise where it was something that I would do only because I wanted to do it, not because I needed to. Even though I had tried to have that type of relationship with exercise, and would try to convince myself that that's what it was, it wasn't. Because I still had all of these fears and attachments to exercise being a modality to control my body. But after going five weeks without exercising and being okay with my body, it was just the grounding point that I needed to fully release any of those lingering attachments. And so after Columbia, I went to Kelowna, British Columbia for another six weeks. I was there dog sitting for a family member who was away on vacation for that month of May. And while I was there, I immediately got a gym membership. I hadn't worked out in a gym <laughs> ever since COVID, really. And then that last week in Columbia, I had only been doing home workouts. But it kind of just, it felt exciting to me to be in a gym. So I got a gym membership. I started working out more regularly again. And it just felt really different at first. It felt really light. It felt like something that I was doing only because I wanted to, not because I felt like I needed to. But quickly, I started to feel those attachments lingering back in where if I couldn't go to the gym on a day where I had planned to, 
I started to change how I was feeling about myself, how I was treating myself, how I was perceiving my food choices, how I was perceiving my body. I started calculating things in my head like, okay, this day I worked out, but this day I didn't, and this day I ate this much, and this day I ate this much. And I was just witnessing this pattern starting to ramp up again. And that in and of itself isn't necessarily a reason enough for me to change what I was doing because those were just thoughts. Those were just patterns. And I understand that that's just something that my brain and my body had to learn to do to motivate me to avoid the pain of the shame that I had felt in my body for so long that I was numbing by controlling my body for so many years. And so it makes sense why that was an automatic pattern that was getting triggered again. But not only was I noticing that pattern again, but I was also noticing that I just really didn't like how lifting weights felt. Which is so crazy to me because I had convinced myself that I was one of those hashtag girls who lift. Like, I love lifting weights. Lifting weights is my personality type. Like, I had done it for so long. I had taught people to do it for so long. I had helped women release their fears around being bulky and helped them find love for lifting weights and getting stronger and all of that. That was that was just such a strong component of my life for so long and for the last couple of weeks that I was going to that gym in Kelowna I just noticed that every single exercise that I did just felt icky like it it didn't feel like I was moving my body in a way that it wanted to be moved it felt really just heavy and painful not in like I'm gonna injure myself way but painful as in my body was just fighting against me the whole time and it was really hard for me to ignore that at this point in my life and my um My assumption at this point, and I don't know for sure if this is true, but I believe that I was probably feeling this way, lifting weights, prior to me actually recognizing it to this extent when I was in the gym in Kelowna and had just justified it and ignored it. But because I had spent so much of the last several months really connecting to myself and what feels good and what feels light and what feels not good and what feels heavy and just doing a lot of work to align myself with ease and comfort and alignment in all areas of my life. It was so easy for me to identify that my body was just saying, girl, stop this. Stop this right now. These squats, these 
bench presses, these lunges, these split squats, these rows, these pull downs. They are killing me, girl. Like, please stop. That's what it felt like my body was saying to me the whole time. So after my one month membership that I had purchased at Anytime Fitness in Kelowna expired, I decided that for the last two weeks-ish that I was in Kelowna before embarking on these Europe travels, I was just going to go to yoga class. Because I had always kind of felt like yoga was the move for me, it felt like, I don't know, it just always interested me. It always felt good to me, but I never really, well, truly, I just never gave myself permission to do it because it didn't feel like exercise. It didn't feel good enough. It didn't feel like it was going to burn enough calories, that it was going to manipulate and control my body enough, that blah, blah, blah. So I just, I never really counted it as exercise. So if I was going to do yoga in the past, it would be in addition to the workouts that I was doing and that meant that it kind of just fell by the wayside a lot and I didn't actually commit myself to doing it consistently even though there was something about it that was really intuitively calling to me and so now that I had two weeks basically left in Kelowna no gym membership no home gym with me because I did not bring it across the country with me um I just decided to find a yoga studio nearby and take classes there a few times a week. And immediately, I just felt my body say, yes, this is it. This is the movement that my body needs. This soft, gentle movement just did so much for my mind, my body, and my soul, which I mean, like, duh, it's yoga, but I could just feel my body rejoicing over it. And not only that, but it just felt so beyond freeing to be in a place with exercise where I could come out of a one hour yoga class where we mostly just breathed and stretched a few times. I come out of there feeling great. I feel more energized than when I walked in. I'm not tired. I'm not sweating my butt off. I'm not hyperventilating over how hard I worked in that workout and still feel okay about myself and still choose to believe that what I'm doing is enough and not have any more attachments to the movement that I'm doing has to be doing something to control my body. And instead, exercise is just doing something to celebrate my body and make it feel good and yoga feels really 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 good right now 
and that's why I am exclusively doing yoga now, I guess. Um, that could change, who knows, but I'm really enjoying it. And in every country that I have visited so far, I have just found a yoga studio or two to go to and have been just really enjoying that as my primary source of movement plus just walking everywhere because you know that's just what you do when you're traveling Europe you just walk everywhere you walk to the bakery to buy your baguette you walk to the market to buy your fruit and your hummus to dip your baguette in um, or maybe that's just me you walk to the yoga class you walk to the park to sit and record a podcast you walk to your Airbnb from your hostel with two backpacks, one on the back, one on the front. You just walk everywhere, and it's great, and I'm really enjoying it. And um, it's just really nice that it's not something that I'm doing in, to any degree to determine how I'm treating myself to perceive my body and my food choices a certain way or to control my body. My body's just doing its thing. And it's and it's fine and I'm trusting it. And it's also really cool to be a beginner at something in the fitness space again. And I can't believe I'm saying that because my whole personality type for many years was on being a fitness expert, but yoga is totally foreign to me. And I will admit I have been the worst yogi in the room plenty of times over the last month. And a big part of me is really enjoying that. And I think I'm going to end the episode here. I do not have my oracle cards with me because I was not planning on recording this episode, so I did not take them to the park. So I'm going to have to forgo that portion of the podcast. And just end you, end you, end it with that I appreciate you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to me ramble. That is so crazy to me. And I hope you have the absolute best day of your life so far. And I look forward to connecting with you over my next break through.